up, everybody? It's the Carl Williams of Sports Talk of the Carl Williams Show. I'm in studio with my boy, Devin Foster. Devin, what's up? Hey, what's good? What's good, Carl? How you doing? Good, good, good. A lot of stuff happening this week. Man, this past week has been crazy. Definitely in the sports wow. world. <laughs> man, I think, man, I think you're going to own the Hey. We we got to see what's going on here. We we, we definitely got to talk about it, chop it up, and see if we can dissect a couple things and, and really break this thing down for some people. Um, Before we get into it, I just want everybody to know, if you have questions, comments, and you don't want to call and get on the air, you can text 754-200-5791. Want to call the show and listen in, dial 929-477-3970. Again, you want to dial in, that's 929 477 3970. And if you want to text a comment or question, that number is 754 200 5791. So, definitely looking forward to you guys reaching out and um, getting on the air and saying something with us, you know. So, Devin, let, let, let me make a, a, a quick um, statement if I could. Um, the WNBA just, just had some groundbreaking. Um, a groundbreaking event that happened. They actually were added to their full rosters were added to NBA Live 2018. Huge break. That's live. That's real live. Yeah. Definitely good for the game. Definitely good for the game. It is a starting point. Um, I think, me personally, I feel like this will add to some marketing, definitely marketing. It really kind of put the WNBA on the map because it's kind of been, you know, in the shadows of the NBA, but that's expected when the NBA has been out 50-plus years and the WNBA has only been out for 25 and under. So, you know, that's expected. But I, I, I had some people reach out to me. Um, Takara, you know, I, I'm telling you it's several. Takara, they should put a W on NBA Live 2018. Well, if they do that, you know, that changes the name to WNBA. Live 2018, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you know, I, I just want to—I just want people to understand. You know, we just got—we just gained an inch. We—we we just can't run a mile right off the bat. You know, we got to take our time and really lay down a foundation to get some things going. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there that I think the WNBA is making some ground with that move alone within itself. So, interested to see what happens with that. Oh, absolutely. And I add to that, Takara, you know, I want a lot of male and female basketball players, and I just want them to sometimes sit and watch WNBA because I have caught myself watching. And what I've noticed a lot, man, those girls, they're a little more consistent than some of these NBA games I watch, man. They get buckets, man. Oh, yeah. That game is definitely, that, that game is definitely, you know, taking a step or two up, man. I gotta admit it. Yeah, you know, we, we got to get buckets because we can't dunk like you guys. So, you know, we got to add some kind of flavor to it. We got the handle. We're going to have to make it rain. That's what we do, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, and I don't get me wrong. I sit there and I, I I just get to know a couple of the players, you know, the Tarasis of the game and and the um, – what's the one? The, the one just got the MVP three months and uh, three weeks in a row or three months in a row or something like oh, that. Yeah. Thinking oh, yeah. flowers or something like that. She's yes, yeah. nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh. I'm like, these girls dunking and everything now, Takara. You say they're not dunking. I'm seeing a couple dunks go down lately. Yeah, we couldn't dunk back in the day, but right now we're in a different day and age. And um, you know, you got some people that could take off. And I'm gonna tell you this, 
You got some up-and-coming players that's in the college ranks that's actually dunking. It hasn't been seen yet. Last year, I'm at an AAU tournament in in um, Louisiana, basketball in the Bay, uh-huh. which hosted, hosted by Essence Girls Basketball Team. I'm at their warm-up watching them, and they got a girl just two-step, take off, and flush it, two hands. It's like, wow. Whoa. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So they, that's we, the we, time we're yeah. in, though, right now. Yeah, yeah, we're breaking strides. Um, I, We got a special uh, guest that's going to be joining us, Todd DeVoe, former NFL player. Um, Todd, you there? Yes, yes. How's everybody? All Good. right, all right. How you doing, Mr. DeVoe? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Ty, glad to have you on. So, we're going to get into a couple things right now. I'm going to bring up college football right now. You know, the college football season is underway. And, you know, Devin, what's your outtake on how do you feel about – let's just discuss the teams in Florida right now. You got UM, you got the Gators, and you got the Nose. From one to three, give me your rankings, Devin, and then, Ty, I want you to give me your rankings when he's finished. Okay, well, I'm going to be a little homer on this one. You know, I got a, I got a, um, I mean, I love the U. You know, that U is where the heart is. But honestly, right now, I, I, I got to put Florida State until we dethrone them, which I hope is this year. I put Florida State one, UM definitely two, and I go with the Gators at three. Okay, so you, UM, Florida State, then the Gators, right? No, no, actually, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a true, I'm a, I'm a believer. Until you, you until you consider yourself the best, you got to beat the best at whatever you, you know what I mean. When it comes to head to head, right okay. now, you know, Florida State, they've been they've been giving it to us lately. But I'm a big, big, big Kane fan. I know I sound crazy doing it, but I will rank FSU going into the season, um, right. you know, slightly above us until we till we meet them in October. But you for sure got the Gators at number three. That's what that's what you're saying. Yes, yes. They, okay. Yeah, I think they're at the bottom of the barrel right now. <laughs> All right, Ty, what, <laughs> what's your rank is on them? What you got? Well, I agree. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a UN fan. I'm definitely a Florida State fan, but I think <laughs> everything that UM is going to bring to the table, I think with what the new coach is bringing and he finally get a chance to play his players, I think they're a strong number two, and I think the Gators are number three. I think what Jimbo was able to do in Tallahassee and keep that train moving, I think he did a, a pretty good job of recruiting and just keep getting the men. So, you know, Miami not too far behind, but the Gators got a little bit of work to do. But that's my that's my pick, too. Okay. Now, how how far are the Gators off? Because I'm telling you, down here in South Florida, although, you know, we, we're probably in Kane's territory and Kane's country, I run into a lot of Gator fans. So how far are they off from rebuilding their program back to what they're used to, if you would say? Well, I don't think I don't think the Gators are never too far off. What always puzzles me about the Gators, um, to me they're one quarterback away from a national championship. I mean, they have probably one of the best defenses in college football. I mean – you got to think, if you look at the draft year in and year out, the Gators are putting them out, especially on defense. It's just, to me, and I don't and I don't understand it, and I haven't understood it in a while, why can't they get a top, you know, a top-rated quarterback? I mean, if they get one, I feel like everybody who they play is in trouble. 
Well, let, let me ask let, Delvin. Let me ask you this: When when Ty mm-hmm. says that, why can't they get a top-rated quarterback in there? It's it's hard to play in the footsteps of a Mr. Tim Tebow, although he's long gone. Those are still shoes that you have to be that have to be filled. It's like the Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. Who wants to step into that pressure? Well, you hit that right on the head. And if you find an athlete that can step into that pressure, that goes your quarterback. See, that says a lot about the the quarterback himself, as um, um, Mr. DeVoe was saying. The quarterback position, that's what makes the team run. We all know that with good coaching and everything like that. And being at, you know, you have Florida State and you have Miami down here, you know, still getting the the top picks. You know, it's just tough. You got to have a heck of a recruiting um, coach. You got to have recruiting, and that's where it starts with that. Definitely. And, you know, another one. To add mm-hmm. on to what he just said, we we forget that we also have some new kids, some old but new kids to the block with Lane Kiffin. And now we have Butch and we have Charlie Strong. So That's right. in the state of Florida alone, if you go pound for pound, coaching-wise, state for state, we might have the best five coaches in one state in Florida. I mean, from, from Jimbo – to Kiffin, to Butch, to um, Ritz at the Hurricanes, and then to Charlie at South Florida. I mean, Jesus, like you. I mean, you can't. It's gonna be hard to get out. Well but said, man. I, good point. Good point. Is, is that not what we want? You know, of course, I chose to go off from school, but from a football standpoint, you know, Todd, you know, you were here in in the recruiting segment. So how how great of an opportunity is that for? In in state kids to be recruited in state that you don't have to leave because you got good quality coaches which you just named and they're cornering off the state of Florida. So if anybody comes in and breaks the recruiting path to the state of Florida, I would think it would have to be a Mr. Saban, huh? And you hey, listen, I don't know what Nick Saban <laughs> is doing, but listen, my hats off to that gentleman because he got the formula. If I'm a college football coach, whatever he's doing, I'm gonna go to his clinic every year. Because what he does, if you look at Amari, if you look at um, Ridley, if you look at the past couple running backs they have, they all been Florida kids. Like, half of them come from North Florida, where you got Amari from here, Calvin Ridley from Broward. I mean, then he just got the kid from Dillfield. Like, if you think about that, it must be a lot to get that kid to commit. That means you have to go through Miami, you have to go through Florida, and you had to go through Florida State. But now, you know, with the hands of being so slippery of South Florida and not FIU and FAU, like, that's tough. But it, to me, it gives kids that will go to Louisville. Because if you look at Louisville team, they're all South Florida kids. Yes. Like, if you look at the, the other teams, they all South Florida kids. We just had a kid from, I want to say, either St. Thomas or Heritage, go all the way to USC. How? Wow. Like, I never understood <laughs> that. Like, you go... I get you know your college preference is what you want, but to choose another state, I ain't talking about just any state, all the way across the country. That <laughs> means that that, that recruiter did a, a damn. Take your hats off to them. But on top of that, Ty, on top of that, guys, you know the biggest the biggest thing Saban is doing, and we know the main ingredients. That's winning. Right. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. as long as he's winning, you're going to have people, exact, like you said, Todd, come from from West Minneapolis somewhere just to get to <laughs> Alabama. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It, that's that's what it is. I want. I'm a winner. I like to be on a winning team. Uh, you know. That's true. So yeah, you, when you start now. winning, man. Yeah, when you start winning, you get those kids. I remember back in the days growing up, the car. You know, I'm a, you know show my age a little bit. But <laughs> once again, once the hurricane, when the hurricanes were the hurricanes back in the Michael Irvin days, and everybody and their mama wanted to go to the U. Mm-hmm. As a torch, you know, nowadays, you know, I get Florida State, they got a lot of recruiting because they started winning. True. Yeah, yep. when you start winning, man, it, it's that that's the main medicine, the main ingredient. So, you know, I have something like you said to Nick for just winning, man, keeping kids wanting to come to a winning organization. Oh, for sure. For sure. That man got I, a pipeline like no can other. I, can I add something yeah. on to that? Um, UM I'm I mean UM is is one of the programs, if not the program, that produces the most NFL players. Is that not correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Man. We also, and we also have uh, St. Thomas. St. Thomas is the number one NFL producing high school in America. So yeah. we we don't have we not slouches down here now. I mean, you got to think you can go to every single high school. High schools that may not be winning, but I guarantee you can go and pick a five-star, what, what we consider now a five-star athlete, out of each one of those schools that can go start for any school in the country. Absolutely. Great so, Yeah, because, and, and, and that's what, you know what, not to jump off subject, but I had an opportunity to go to Detroit, and my daughter runs track. and um, It was the Junior Olympics, and I had an opportunity to meet different people from different states, and you know, you see, Florida, we have some talented, some really fast kids. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. see states like Texas and what caught me off guard, and it shouldn't have, from Virginia and from Detroit, you know, we just all happen to be in the same place and at the same time. And, you know, we bouncing different ideas off each other. And it's amazing the respect that other states have for the state of Florida. Like, oh, yeah. they don't train to beat. Texas. They don't train to beat Georgia. They train to beat us. We are the standard. Like, and and to me, I only you know sometimes you say you cocky with it because you're like, well, I'm from South Florida, and that means <laughs> a lot in the sports. Because in the sports world, that means a lot. Like, yeah. the first thing they they know one or two things: either you can run, or you can right. catch, or you can exactly. be an athlete. Like, yeah. Don't forget jump. Don't forget yeah. jump. Oh, and jump. <laughs> And not only jump, but now they're starting to come out. Now we're producing basketball players. Yes, it's sir. Like they finally recognizing us for all the things yeah. that we, you know, we our South Florida natives knew. But now they finally start to give us credit for what was what was ours anyway. Exactly. So and, right. and, yeah, right. you're absolutely correct on that. And to to add on to you know basketball, Jonathan Isaac, South Florida homegrown kid. He's in the NBA now. He went to Florida State. Um. Right now, you got Vernon Carey Jr., the number one prospect in high school for basketball. Beast. Yes. Big guys. Yes, sir. Yes. Beast. Number one prospect. I met him him at the camp the other, uh, maybe two weeks ago or so, and I'm like, wow. Beast. Coaches are going to love that guy. And he's very (laughs) well likable and coachable, man. Very good kid. 
Yeah, he's at the youth school, but but the kid is a beast. Last year, you had a kid that um that was at Heritage. I think he was in the top three in the, in the nation. He played football, but he played basketball too, and that goes to show the athleticism. And he was a big guy. I think he played defensive end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. He was a ball too. Cause, yeah, exactly. Cause Dylan, 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 yeah, yeah. He's Dylan, 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 those guys. Them kids are huge over there, Dylan, and, and the majority <laughs> of them play basketball. And exactly. The one kid that's going to Kentucky, he want to walk on for Kentucky. So mm. I don't know how that's well, going to work out for him. But, but he's talented you know, enough to do it. Having... Yeah, that's true. Because he was pretty definitely... good. I give him that. Yeah, he's definitely talented enough to do it, I'm telling you. It's crazy. The two-sport athletes, and you could probably even say three, because if these guys competed on the track, you know, there you go with your third sport, because these guys are athletic, and, you know, their skill set is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. I want to ask I you agree, guys. Man. I want to ask you guys, did you guys hear about the um, – there's a, there's a lawsuit going on right now um, with the NCAA. Um about a concussion injury litigation. And this is for anybody who potentially played college sports up until July 15, 2016. Wow. Yeah. So what I they didn't have know that. is, yeah, they have a fund out right now, which is worth $70 million. And um, if you played, you know, it's a medical monitoring fund. If you played collegiate sports up until July 15, 2016, you know, you you potentially – have some funds coming to you. So, you know, I got to look into that and see what that's about because I did. <laughs> that's right. Real, you know, hey, I'm telling you, man, you know, I think that it's, it's, I got to look a little more into it. But, you know, if you suffered any injuries, you know, I had some sprained ankles and all kind of stuff, man. You know, I need that. They got to give right. me something back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they got to give me something back. I'm, I'm just saying, Todd, I know you eligible for it too, man. They got to do something, man. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm dealing with some, um, actually some other lawsuits and some other stuff going on through the um, through the NFL. And I know, right. you know, just like you said, at the end of the day, you know, just this, this, you need some of some of us need to be compensated for a bad break or something. But at the end of the day, man, you know, I know the risk we we took when we put of that course. helmet on or when I signed that contract. And for me personally. <laughs> You know, this might be another, you know, topic for another day. But football, I play football for a different reason. Not mm-hmm. necessarily to be rich at the end of the day, but from where I grew up at, it was more so of an outlet for me. Right. So just to be right. and go and play at the highest level is just another gift from God. But just thinking about everybody else, like my friends who, my friend in uh, Texas who can't use his, you know, his left leg, got to walk with a cane, you know, mm-hmm. getting that, that workman's comp and then that permanent disability, it took him two years. I mean, he got wow. hurt while, while playing. So how can wow. you not honor that? Like, how can you have to take this man through so many loops just to get what, honestly, what he deserves? I mean, it's just like if a construction worker falls down on a job, he needs to be compensated. Yeah. So why not, why not treat the players and, like you said, when – the college players, some of those guys are NFL bound. They get yes. hurt. Now, true enough, you know what you sign up for when you sign that scholarship, but, you know, when it's all said and done, why not get paid? Y'all was using those kids for those video games, so why yeah. not? Y'all using when y'all sell their jerseys, so why not? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. Colleges are making millions of dollars, especially on football Saturday. They're making millions of dollars filling these stadiums up. You have season ticket holders that's just like the NFL, you know, your boosters and your alumni, you know, they're supportive of their schools. And, you know, these people have TV contracts. And, you know, I understand it where, you know, the colleges will say, universities will say, well, they're giving them a free education, which is very true. You know, we do, you know, as a collegiate athlete, you do get a free education, but at the same time, every day you put your health on the line, if if I can say that. You put your health on the line because you never know when a season-ending injury can happen to you or a near-death experience can be staring you right in the face. It it, it varies, you know. So oh, yeah. Hope, yeah. Hopefully something, you know, gets gets groundbreaking and, um, you know, they figure that out. I'm, I'm going to switch things up a little bit from college football. And, you know, we got this big fight coming up August 26th. You know, we got to keep everybody updated on that, the Floyd Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight. Um, as of August 7th, I'm, I'm going to read you guys the odds. And, Devin, I want you to talk to me first about these odds. Okay. Odds, to win, odds to win the fight. Mayweather, minus 550. This is as of August 7th. Minus 550. Conor McGregor, plus 375. Um, by TKO, you got minus 140 for Floyd, plus 500 for McGregor. To win by decision, you got plus two hundred Floyd, plus one thousand McGregor. Um, first round victory, they're dead even at plus sixteen hundred. Talk to me, Devin. Talk to me because see, we 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 discussed this. Those odds they're changing, but not drastically. Are we gonna call this a fight, or are we gonna call <laughs> this a circus? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean. We 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 gonna go down this we're gonna go down this lane one more time with this um Takara. <laughs> it's no way on God's green earth that Conor McGregor should beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. Agreed. So you can you can throw yeah. numbers out, you, you you know, numbers don't lie, we know that. <laughs> with all these odd makings and this odd stuff, I'm but I'm I'll put the kitchen sink on Floyd. Take it. Yeah. It's no way. It's no way. And it's not it's not cocky. It's confident. It's not conceited. Correct. You know, it, it's just it's just that simple. Like I said, if it was in an octagon, all my money, the kitchen sink will go on McGregor. It's just, <laughs> Absolutely. It's just that's how it goes. I mean, I don't I just hope they don't make a mockery of the box of the sport that I really like. I love the sport of boxing. I hope they don't make a mockery of it. Todd, Todd, what's your think, thoughts on that? I think, I think, I think they already are by even allowing this fight to take place. Like, agree. To me, to me, Floyd, you have nothing to prove. Like, you will go down in my and as far as my eyes are seen, pound for pound, the best fighter ever. I mean, just by numbers alone, this is a number society, so. Just by you yep. ending undefeated and you beating Conor McGregor does nothing for you. It gives you more money, which it seems like you have. <laughs> I know you can't have enough, but it seems like you have a, a lot already. But, you know, you run the risk of Conor McGregor getting lucky. Like, <laughs> because if you look at the fight, like Floyd should win this fight hands down. But we have seen fights where that one hit on your jaw could be your wake-up call. <laughs> 
and yes, you be they picking you up off the mat, and it's the upset of the world. Right. And just to be honest, the way Vegas working, you know, the odds are against Connor, but you know, like I know, man, Vegas rule the sports world hands down. <laughs> they want to win. They want to win, and they will let that person win. That's why. Me personally, I'm not a gambling man, and I most definitely won't gamble on this fight because I won't be surprised <laughs> if they let him win. Because then now you have to have a number two. Yeah. But, you know. You know. To add, I don't mean to cut you. I I, I apologize for that, Devoe. But my, my to add okay. on to that. To add on to that, I, I'm saying how like I asked last week to car. What are they going to label this as? A boxing match? See, we got to key in on those things. Is this going to be officially a boxing match? Because if it's a boxing match, no, I don't think he's going to lose. But if they call it some other little, some type of event, then maybe. <laughs> then maybe. You know, we got to watch those little headlines here and there. Because they, they'll throw it in there, and, and we won't be paying attention to it. Like that one caller was telling us to call. Yes, sir. Okay. Pay attention. Hey. Pay attention. That's a, good, but not, that's, a, that's a good point, though. Like, that's a really good point because if they don't call it a boxing match, and hypothetically, if Floyd loses, he never lost a boxing match. Absolutely. So hey, he would have no Right, because at that point, you have nothing to lose. But like I said, once this fight is over, who is the next prime fighter? That will draw any kind of crowd to anybody. They stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they stuck. Them. Yeah, yes, they you stuck. They're pretty much stuck. They're pretty yeah. much I stuck. mean, they, they, what's going on? What's going on in boxing right now? They, they, a lot of them are so young, and they, you know, they're undefeated, but they still, it's the what factor? What if factor? They That's haven't really right. proven themselves, you know, so they don't know who yeah. to grab by the only. But I tell you, one to look out for. Name Mr. Terrence Crawford. Okay. Keep a, keep an eye on Terrence Crawford. Nice okay. boxer. You know. Then you got, of course, you got that main fight that coming up also with Connor. Um, I'm sorry. Um, Canelo and Triple G. That's yeah, a nice yeah. fight to, to pay attention to. Okay. So All you right. know they got they got a couple they trying to make with the heavyweight um, guy up there also um, the guy out of Alabama. Um, yeah, wow, he's, he's, he's doing some pretty good boxing too. Yes, it's like he, only like four people survive out of thirty some odd fights. Everybody's getting knocked out. Ooh wee! Yeah. So he he landed down well, right now. I yeah. just don't want to yeah. see a Mike Tyson versus John Jones fight next. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Exactly. Mike hungry, John John fresh out coat, so you know he <laughs> right. don't want to So you know you gotta you gotta be careful of something, man. No disrespect to John, it was a joke, but you know, <laughs> just the way just the way sports is going, especially boxing, man. Like you said, the younger guys, they definitely gonna have their opportunity to make money and the next superstars out there. Because right now, you got the the fake Adrian Bronner, who you don't know which one gonna show up. So it's nah. not to like. I've been putting him in the garbage. We, we call him Oscar. Tom, I call him Oscar, man. man he been in the garbage. Nah, I, that guy's something else. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he's not worth. I don't like a um a fake show, man. Give me a good show. Give me a show all the way through. You know. 
I feel you. Now, look, I, I I heard Floyd. I was listening to something today, and I heard Floyd say that he is going to go at Mulligan. This is not going to be a defensive fight. I would say this if I did this man speak this out of his own mouth. He stated this is not going to be a defensive fight. going to go at McGregor. And the reason why he said he's going to do that, he said he owes that to the fans. My personal opinion, Floyd, don't go away from doing what you do. Um, Devin, what is your what what is your what is your observation on on just that statement right there? Him saying that because to me that's him changing what he does. He's changing up his style. You're a defensive fighter. Why would you go away from it? You know, I, the way I know Floyd, slick character, man. You know, yes, for sir. one, I think that's that's one of those getting Conor McGregor's head. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna come at me now. He's gonna prepare for him coming at him, and that's that's not Floyd. He's not coming mm-hmm. at you. He's gonna have you preparing one way and continue to do what he does: hit you and run. Not run, but you know, dance around the ring, which is a, a, a great tactic. People always say it's one thing, but that's the name of the game: hit and not get hit. Yes, sir. Well, that's why he can't be mad at him. I mean, <laughs> to me, the dummies that sit there and let people hit him. I mean, how, right. what kind of craziness is that? Like, I'm a duck and die too. Like, <laughs> nah, I just ain't finna let this hit me. Nah, you just got to be, be smart. Like And like you said, man, that's that's Floyd. Or he just so happened to master something that a lot of people can't master. And boxing, right? And, you know, like you said, man, I'm a, I'm a sports fan too. And you know, the older fights, like I was talking to my kids, some of the kids I have that I um do some football training with, and they don't uh-huh. know who, Sugar, they don't know who Sugar Ray, Marvin Hazard, they don't know who those people. Wow. Are. And I'm and I'm showing them old fights. They like that's fighting. I say that's boxing. That's right. I say, those people know how to box, man. I said, see, the thing is, this is this internet age. Y'all use it for something else than looking up Odell Beckham dance on the on the football field. Like look up <laughs> right. stuff that's man. Find people that we talk about. One kid play receiver, he don't even know who Jerry Rice was. You kidding me? Right. Hey. You just said that hey. last week, Devin. Hey, he has a point and I gotta jump on the back. Me and my, my brother, Takar, you know, Reese, you know, we we have a his son, my nephew. Heck of an athlete. Heck of an athlete. To the fact when he first started playing football, he never watched football, but he plays it to the you would think that this guy is a football guru. Basketball right now. He he jumps out the gym, has a nice game, and he doesn't watch the game. And we like, how is this is this a new millennial thing? They don't watch it but they got it and they just do as they you know, do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised. Like you see, they don't know the greats of their own sports. They don't. Because they don't watch. They don't do research. Right. Don't, it's crazy. And I'm pretty and sure time. you guys know how I fit, how I came. When we came up, we watched and we looked at the – that's how we knew about who Gale says were. We, we didn't live in the 60s, but we right. knew the O.J. Simpsons. We knew because we watched and paid attention to the history of the sports. Absolutely. I agree. I agree, man. And that's, and you know what? Is is, you know, everything goes full circle. But you know, like I keep saying, we live in an age where you don't even have to play a full down of high school basketball. You can go and score two touchdowns in a seven on seven, and you're a five star athlete. Like, <laughs> where we had to go, we had to make our own highlight tape. We had to make thirty of them 
send them to every college possible, hoping that they get there. And you just hoping that one day, you know, I had the pleasure of going to uh, Boy Anderson. So my school okay. is <laughs> in the middle of going to every other school. Only thing yes, that sir. we was actually dominant in, because I graduated in 99, was track. I, in track, we was good. But every now and then, you know, you'll see a football scout come out. And, you you know, some of us had the opportunity to play at big schools, but when you look at the kids these day and age, kids going to, um, kids going to Florida State, they're going to Florida, they're going to Michigan, they're going to Ohio State, they're going to USC, they're going to Dillard, got a kid that's going to Oregon, you got kids going to Texas, you got all of these athletes, and they and a lot of them get to the season and be quiet, but in mm-hmm. the seven on seven season. The kid may have three interceptions in a championship game on a seven on seven. I gotta sign him. Right. Like is 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 I hate to say what I'm about to say, man, and and some people may disagree with what I'm about to say. But I feel like we work harder for what we got. Oh no, that's like the fact. We had, if, if we had the internet age like them, man, it's a lot of guys. Let me tell you a prime example of a guy that's from from the Hollywood era. Who I would never forget, who in my mind may be one of the best athletes I ever seen, Savar Spellman. Listen. Yes, sir. Hey, you I know what? You said something there. <laughs> you, you said something there. Yes, sir. Uh, that man, I, man, I remember we played in the Dayton Brow game together, and we had practice. I had played against him, but I didn't know he was that good, though. <laughs> but I just feel like with the right opportunity, with the right push, Man, yes. that man would be somewhere else right now. Now, you know, everybody made different choices in life, but at the same time, if we was on an era like this, he would have the same era, let's say, a Sam Bruce had. Yes. Like, Sam Bruce yeah. was good, but Sam Bruce made a lot of bad choices with the guy him in the junior college now trying to fight his way back to the top. And I feel like Tavares Spellman is a similar type player who has yeah. all the talent in the world, but he just mm-hmm. didn't have – that opportunity that, that he needs. I, I could tell you this. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I could tell you this. If Tavares Spellman goes to South Broward, I guarantee you, you got a yep. different outcome. He went to Hollywood I mean, Hills. Nothing, nothing against Hollywood Hills, but I'm just saying. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against. Listen, I went to PA my freshman year, so listen, I get it. I understand. We had some we Broward. had some monsters come through Hollywood mm-hmm. Hills now. But we, we, did, we, y'all did have some monsters. Just not at y'all the same time as that guy. It exactly. Was, yeah, absolutely. Not at the yeah. same era. Not at the same era. If he goes to Star Broward, yeah. you got to think he's playing with Broderick Nelson, Jamil Colford, yeah. Tori Jamil. Johnson. Yeah. Yes, he playing with he Tori playing with Day. Brock Kelly. Like he got listen. Ooh, you name with some him. names now. I'm trying to tell you. I watched those guys play. I know what Tavares brings to the table. And, you know, it, it's sad because Hollywood and Dania is separated by a street. Bottom line. Yeah. Everybody grows up with everybody, but we're separated by a street. And if he goes yeah. to South Broward High School, or if South Broward High School goes to Hollywood Hills, you see Tavares <laughs> on every scene. I promise you, that boy was a – he should have been, like, one of the number one recruits in, in the country. Like, seriously. For real. Man, that kid – that kid in the All-Star game practice, the coach, I, I promise you, I don't know where this coach was from, 
But I remember me and my, my high school teammate named Brandon Newton, we were standing right by a group of guys, and the coach said, I don't know who that kid is. <laughs> he can play on Sundays right now. Yes, sir. I, I, would, I promise you, man. I had, Like I said, we played against him in football and basketball, but I never knew because we never interacted like that until we played in the Dave and Brown game. But I, I brought that point up just to say that a lot of these kids are so are so spoiled, man, they, that they forget what it takes to get to that point. I mean, when we used to have to go through the ladder, we had to go through tires. We didn't have a ladder. Right. Like, cones were shoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, it's it's so many things that these kids are having. They are blessed, man. And, and you have some of them that do take advantage of those opportunities, but you got some that are so used to being given things that they forget what it takes, you know. And that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, about knowing your sport, knowing your why, knowing your want to, and having a passion for it, you know. And I think yeah. that... Um, I think that a lot of us have that, and I think that's why we stay around sports so long because we want to pass that on to the people that cross our path. So let me ask you guys: Do do you feel like um, you know? Because growing up, you know, of course, we knew athletes that came before us. Do you think that the reason why these kids don't necessarily know? the greats that came before them is because the athletes they're looking up to are not paying homage to those guys? That's part mm. of That's part yeah, that, of that is, I don't know what percentage. I don't know the percentage, but it's a part. I mean, you got a lot of things factored into it, you know. Not not to say I know every kid's home, of but course. I'm pretty sure if you, if you do the research, a lot of them father figures are still missing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at the wrong people for role models. They're looking at mm-hmm. The, the guy on the street with the nice car, and still, that is still that is still a part of the problem. You know, mm-hmm. our communities are not taking care of the kids, you know, when we should. Yep. You know, That's if we true, start man. doing that, you know, we can do we can get back on that level, man. We'll see, and we'll all be able to um, rejoice from the the things that the neighborhood and community. You know, remember the saying: it takes a village to yes, raise sir. a kid. Yep. If we can get back to that man, we will we will really see, and we we can re, um, rejoice from the um, the fruitful outcome that it'll be, man. Because there's there's plenty of athletes in in the world. Let's go full the full circle when we was talking about the colleges and the melting pot we have here. We were yeah. talking about the kid Tavares right now, and that's just that's just one of the mm-hmm. many from exactly. Dave to West, you know, to Dave to West Palm. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree, man. Like. I remember, you know, you tell, like I tell my son, like, my mom didn't have to tell me to go outside. She had to tell me to come in the house. Correct. Yes. <laughs> in the summertime, when the sun was up, it could, the sun could be up at 8 o'clock. I'm outside at 8 o'clock because I knew it was something for me to do. Like, I watched a little kid, a little a little boy. I, you know, you sitting down, you watching. This kid punting. And kicking an imaginary ball to himself. To me, yeah, I, that brought joy to me because somewhere, somebody, or something that's going on with him, they got him, they got this kid interest, which means all you got to do is fine tune it. Where yeah, yep. you got kids like my son, who now my daughter's an athlete, true enough, but my son, 
told me it was too hot. Yeah, I said, don't don't come back in this house until the sun goes down. I'm gonna show you what hot is. Because in my mind, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I get it. It's a different era, and I try to understand. You know, I try to sympathize with a lot of things that they go through, that I went through, and you know, at the end of the day, it's just not the same. But just like you said, I had a million kids outside that I can play with. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's different from it's different for them. Like, okay, you may have one or two kids outside. The rest of the kids are either at summer camp or on some vacation. So him being outside is boring. So what <laughs> I did, you know, I, I took him to a uh, um, to the camp I work at at Holiday Park. It's considered a, um, a fitness camp. So I took my daughter there, and she's enjoying it. Now on the flip side of that, my son. My son is going to be the smart one. He goes to science camp, you know, somewhere else. So, you know, when I look at the two, I stop comparing and I start building on what they already have and, and, and take similarities and trying to make one into the other. And, right. you know, I, sometimes I forget that when you grow up in an apartment, you know, people have kids like every year. So it seems like everybody's my age. Right. You know, and and the village concept that was once the key to the to the black community has been lost somewhere along the line. Like, oh yeah, you know, you send kids outside, and the first thing they go, you know, they do is go to go back to your mama house. Remember, I remember right. before you said, "Come on, baby, you can come in the backyard and play." Like, True. those are things that's 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 being replaced by cell phones, by video games by things that's taking our kids away from, from what's what. And, and you know, like you said, man, it's just a harsh reality of the change of time. True. That's true story. And since you guys brought up village, you know, let's, let's, let's really talk about it because village symbolizes togetherness. Um, and, you know, yeah. when you have a village, everybody's together. Now, let's, I'm going to jump right into this because this is, is so fitting. Colin Kaepernick. You know, I, oh, I definitely, I, yeah, I, I definitely got to get you guys thoughts on that because, you know, it's day after day after day, the guy's sitting there waiting. You know, it's some backups out there who's not even worthy of being a backup quarterback in the NFL. And this guy has Super Bowl playing experience, NFC championship playing experience, starting leading a team, was a backup, came to be the starter, Played better than the back. Played better than the starter that he was backing up, but that starter actually went and got a totally different job. So I'm just a bit confused. At it's not even that I'm confused because I know what's going on, and you know it, it's it's sad, it's troubling, and, and it's just mind-boggling. You know, but how do we overcome it? Because we all know what's going on. It's that elephant in the room that nobody wants to say what it is because everybody's fearful of saying it. But, you know, how do we get that village back to protect that right there so that doesn't happen? You know what? I'm, I mean, to me, what's going on is disgusting to the NFL, man. Like, but on the flip side of that, let's talk about the back end. Mm-hmm. You have people like Ray Lewis. You have people like Michael Vick who's commenting on this guy. Let's right. be. A, let's get a, a, a clear understanding of yes. what the situation is. I was seeing something on Instagram, 
and it made me think about a lot of things. You got Big Ben, who's a two-time rapist. Correct. Right? Convict, well, somebody accused him of raping. You got yes. Michael Vick. He wasn't there, but you actually went to jail, sir. Yes. You got Ray Lewis, who was almost convicted of murder. He Correct. did none of the above. He did <laughs> not even close to any of the above. All Correct. he did was stand for human rights. And uh, you know the crazy part is about the whole thing? They want to say, they want to make this a black and white thing, but he said against police brutality <laughs> against people. Like, he didn't even say black people per se. He didn't say white people because the man is mixed. Yeah. So <laughs> how, can, how, can he even, how can this even be an issue that he doesn't like white people? Somebody, one of his parents is white. Come on, man. <laughs> and you, you disrespect this man this much that you go sign an arena football player? Come on now. Jay Cutler is on the couch getting ready to commentate next week, and you go sign him? Like, it's, it's so disgusting, man, that it's hurtful that we live in, in times where you can't even speak your mind, but to not have the support of people like Ray Lewis, who's, who, whose opinion actually matters to a lot of those NFL guys. Like, you can't you, – so you're telling this man not to stand up for what he believes in? Like he that's, that's not hurting anybody. He didn't kill, he didn't stab anybody. Right. Like I mean, he didn't go to jail, so Michael Vick, he don't have to cut his hair to, to rebrand his <laughs> image. I mean I don't but I don't really understand that. Yeah, the Belvin, take off, take off. All right, um what you said, the vote well said, I respect everything you said, I understand and I hear everything you said. Now, to play devil's advocate, what I think, I'm hoping I'm right, what I think Ray Lewis and these guys, Vic, what they're trying to do is basically saying, you know, this is what we had a discussion on last week also, Takara, when I was, uh-huh. um, you know, me, I admitted myself, I, you know, I, dr- I got the dreadlocks, and I told uh-huh. myself I would not, for no occupation, cut my dreadlocks. Then I had to think about it, you know. It, it, it's not. It's not what you said, Colin. It's not what you're doing. I mean, it's not what you. Let me let me um, backtrack. It's not what you said, of course. But what are, what you're doing? This is not. The, this is not really the stage for that because they're gonna ridicule you and take it another way. We, we just just get off of that and play football. You know, get back to what you know. You know, because they're they're already running with it the opposite way. I think that's really what they're trying to get him to see. See it in reverse. See what's really going on. It's not your football. It's not the way you play football. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you taking a stand. See, they're making that bigger than what you're here for. You're here to play football. So they're trying to basically blackball you by making that an issue. We know that's so minute and petty. So what they're saying, not really the fact cut your hair, but let's let's change this whole image. Let's get off of that. Go feed your family, man. If you If you even... You know, like what I said earlier too to Carla on last week. It's not the fact that you want you'll be looked at as a liar. Let's try to clean it up. You got a family to raise. You see, let's let's take care of your family. Yes, I went through what I went through. I had to rebuild my image. I had to. I, I didn't have to cut my hair, but I did cut my hair to show these people I'm not who they thought I was, some dog killer. And I had to get these hundred millions that I lost. I'm just trying to tell a young man, a young brother now, hey, listen, they're going to blackball you. It's about eating. It's about feeding your family. Let's get their minds off of this 
you taking a stand for whatever the case it is. We know what you was trying to do, but they don't. Right. Let's and, just, let's just clean up your image, man, and go get your family food. Go get go eat. And, and, I think that's, that's what if, if they don't think that way, that's the way I would want him to see it. Colin, man, you're too good of a person to be blackballed for what, what they're making a big issue of. And and I, I totally agree with you on that, but I'm going to play devil's advocate to you. Because those uh-huh. guys that you just named that said rebrand their image, they actually committed crimes. They actually did something. They actually was on the no, I, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They even did things of worse matter, but they had to clean their image because they still was trying to get their money. You know what I mean? And both of them, to be honest, both of them were – you know, really not a not the, the the accused. I mean, they weren't the um the initiate the initiators of the crime that they were commit that they claimed committed. Michael Vick was not there with the dogs. Um, Ray Lewis did not stab anyone. It was someone in his entourage who did it. You right. know, so they both were in really crazy situations themselves. So that's what they're trying to tell you. Listen, they will take things and blow them out of proportion. If you look at our cases, yeah, we could have lost more than just money. We could have lost our lives, man. Yeah, true. Now, so let, that's let me, what I think they're really trying to go at. Let me, let me, let me, let me play something. Let me, let me just say something. And you guys, you know, you tell me what you think on this. All right. In slavery, we have slave owners, right? Yes. All all slaves, the majority were black people, correct? Yes. And, and and they were able the slave owners were all white and they were able to bid on whatever slaves they wanted within their um <clears throat> plantation and working and doing whatever they needed to do. They picked certain slaves because of their physical physique and what they can produce and what they can do. We agree on that. Yes. Right. Okay. So now let's get to the NFL. Every owner that owns an NFL team is white, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The population of the players, 70% black, right? Yeah. So, so now, right now, we're looking at modern-day slavery just using sport. I want this player, that player. Now, think about it. Back in the day, when the slave did something that the owner didn't like, what did they do? They put them out in front of every other slave ridiculed them, broke them down, and they took the biggest one, the one that was bold enough to stand up and say something, they took them, they broke them down, they broke their spirit. So you know what they taught the other slaves that even thought about following suit? You better shut up, or this is going to be you next. Or this will happen. And That's this true. Is, this is what's going on right now today in 2017. Whether they want to admit it or not, this is what's happening. They I agree. Can't, I mean, this is what's happening. No, How do we fix? You hit that right. You hit that on the head, Takara. I, I mean, I'm hoping we have listeners listening in on that one. That that's basically what it is. At the same time, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The same sentence, the same breath. Everything I said basically is that. Listen, we all went through. You see what they try to do to us. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I, I, I you know, I, I feel what Colin's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand what he's talking about. I hear him. But at the same time, Super Bowl year, bro, I, you wasn't on that. See, right. to me, it's a difference when you, that Jim Brown or that Muhammad Ali, you you that person from the jump. It's a difference when it's like that. But okay. when you, you just was in the Super Bowl, you didn't have the same fit. This how, and I'm pretty sure this is how the other people are looking at him, too. You just was in the Super Bowl. You wasn't talking this brutality. It was always, it was going on then also. But not as, but not as much. So it wasn't as no. That, that's as, true. As, that's as true. As it was then, you got to think for like a, like a three or four year period. 
I mean, it's been off the chain. It's like every month, every two, uh, somebody getting killed by the police. Every other so, day. Just this, you're right. Right. So this you're period, absolutely right. But let me let me ask you this, Todd. Let, let, I don't mean to cut you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'll okay, ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you a question. L- let me ask you this. Man to man. Takar, I think we, we both had this discussion also. Well, we mm-hmm. did because that's what I was talking about earlier. If, you know, you were making six figures, whatever the ca- whatever the case may be, you like your job, you only have one year left to do your job to get the money you're getting, would you bring any attention if you felt, you know, knowing that you're going to be up for, you know, to not have this job, would you try your best to keep this job or even have it where your resume is decent for anybody else to want to take you as on this job? Or would you try to make it, take a stand? I just think it was wrong timing really. And his, and it was just wrong, bad timing because people are looking at it like, who are you? Why are you? I mean, we know, we know us, we know what's going on. I just thought it was the wrong, me personally, I just thought it was bad timing. I do hear what he's saying. I know what he's saying, but I just thought in his case it was bad timing. Now, if you had a, if he was, let's say Mike Vick in his prime, they wouldn't care. But they're looking at it like, you're, to to them, you're not good enough. Yeah, to to do the things to do the things that you say and and call the uh, uh, distractions. You're not good enough to be doing that. You're not the elite quarterback. Okay. So, see, so, but he's, he's definitely like, good enough in my book. He's good enough in my book personally. But I'm right. just trying to think how these owners and other teams are looking at it. Like, who are you? Of course. Because see, this this is this is what they don't want to do. See, let's 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 take a step back, right? Let's go back to the guy, the gay guy, right? The guy who came out. Yeah, I'm gay. Blah blah blah. Right. For the Michael Michael Sam. Right. Yes. Now, to be an SEC defensive player of the year, we all know that's on this phone and the listeners that that kid was guaranteed to go first round. I don't Absolutely. know too many SEC defensive player of the year that went Absolutely. anything less than third. Absolutely. But because, because he took a stand for himself, right? He took a stand and say, listen, I'm gay. This is who I am. I'm tired of hiding we seen his stock drop. we seen him get to the point where he didn't even get off the practice squad before he got cut, and I don't even know if this kid is playing anymore. I but don't think so. The reason why I bring that up in connection with Colin is because, yeah, I understand what Michael Vickham is saying. I have a pretty good understanding of what Ray Lewis is saying. But at some point, right, like the gay community, they back that kid. Them, kids, mm-hmm. them people came out of nowhere. Them people, them people stood up, let him play because that's what they do. See, well, let me, let me. He, he's at a platform now to where what he says doesn't affect anything else for football-wise for the rest of his life. Sure, he may do commentating, but at the same time, he don't need that job. I mean, it's a lot of things that he do. But you went and spoke about Baltimore. You went and spoke how Baltimore – should get out the streets. That's the choice you made. You chose to do that. So for him to say, you know what, I don't like this. what's going on with the, pro, pro, the, the police brutality. So what I'm going to do, no disrespect to the flag, no disrespect to anything, 
But I, what I am not agreeing with is the national anthem. You know why? Because it says for liberty and justice for all. That's not what we're getting. So you can't tell me that I can't feel a certain type of way because if my resume says I'm the best for the job, in his mind, he thinks he should get the job. And if you look no. at his resume, his resume is better than 80% of the starters. Absolutely. I, I agree 100. You you just said a mouthful. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm yes. I'm I'm, I'm just giving my my perspective from the other side. How I feel sure. they're looking at it. Owners, yes. and, you yeah, know that. You, you, you know you're right, and I'm with you because at the end of the day, for those people to speak out and say what they say, of course that's the way they feel. But hey, Todd, you know, no, I, like I, I hate people. keep. It's the echo that's getting me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. But just like, but just like you asked, just like you asked me, would I personally have done that? I can't say that I would have, because just like you made a good point, the point of me not being this guy from the beginning. So right. it's hard for people to look at, like you said, a Jim Brown. Jim Brown been Jim Brown. Since Jim Brown, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And and you can't take that away from him. So. I do understand that aspect of it, but and see how people still point, accepted Jim Brown. They still oh, yeah. accepted him, knowing he was a, a jerk. Some people say he was a jerk. You know what they accepted him because he has his belief. That's what he believes. Right. And I, and I add to what you say, like with Michael Sam, uh, Sam, Sam's. We know he was a good player. I think him also. It was bad timing. It, it shouldn't be about his, his lifestyle. If he can play, he can play. Forget his lifestyle. Let's keep that out of it. It's not he's not on the court with his lifestyle, exposing his lifestyle. I mean on the field. He's not doing it. See that's that's one way I look at it. Yeah, you care less about your lifestyle. If you can score touchdowns or score the basketball, you can play for me. It that doesn't matter. I you know, who am I to say what you can do? True. Yeah. Very true. See, that's, you know, so that's a picture that Colin Kaepernick should have seen that was already painted. When he exactly. took that stand exactly. because of that, because you seeing how they how they did him. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I can't name you five to ten defensive player of the years in the SEC at one point that wasn't picked either the first day or in the first two or three rounds. So, and also even be on a roster right now. He's not. Is he still playing? Is he? Nah, is, is he uh, on the Nah. You see what I mean? The they, first year. He was blackballed because of his lifestyle. And to me, that's yeah. unacceptable. That's unacceptable yeah. as a human being. It is. You know, but what, no matter what you your what? belief is on that, you know, everybody say we have judgment day. If that's the belief, leave it up to judgment day. We None of us are here to judge on earth. So that's the biggest yeah. sin we're all making because we all do that. We all profile and make misjudgments of each other. There you mm-hmm. go. And that's what I was that's just fact. about to say. The one the one thing that we all forget is that and when you take those pads off at the end of the day, you're still a human, which means mm-hmm. you have the right to be a human, even though they try to make it bigger than what it is. And just like you said with the slave thing, that's what they, they want to do. They want to control every aspect of your life, and they can't. Like, it's right. just impossible for you to do that. Like, let me tell you, I remember – my first year in Baltimore, I was on the practice squad, and I remember we had a cornerback named Chris McAllister. And Chris, Chris, Chris was a rebel. Like Brian <laughs> Billick, he hated Chris 
because the one thing about it, you wasn't finna tell him what to do. Like <laughs> he was, he was at. I'm dead. Listen, I witnessed him one day. Brian Billy told him to do something, and excuse my language. Chris sucked his teeth, told Brian Billy to kiss his ass. I'm looking like, boy, if I said that, you know how fast my stuff would have been packed? Like that, right. My stuff would have been packed. I probably would have went to jail. All kinds of stuff. I'm threatening this man's life. But the, at the end of the day, Brian Billet had a different respect for him than he did for some of the other players because he know one thing for sure. On Sundays, that man going to give me 100%. I may not like the way he get there, but he's going to give me 100%. And when you and when you like that, or when things are going a certain type of way, just like you said, Tyler Captain, this is your money year. Either it's gonna make you or it's gonna break you, but you have to chill. Like I I I want you to stand for what you believe in. I agree with you with that. You can do whatever you feel like, but just like you just made the point, sometimes you have to chill until, you know, if this was his retirement year, go ahead, brother, do what you want to do. <laughs> right. Not playing no more. Anyway, so you have nobody to answer to. So from here on out, you can go start a brand new Black Panther party if you want to. <laughs> but as of, as of right now, you know, like you said, he's suffering, his family is suffering, because as you can see, they are, I, I hate to say this, but the way it's looking, they, he may not never get a chance to play football again. Not in the NFL, well, maybe in the exactly. CFL. That's what exactly. it is. And, that, and that's how a lot of these um, fans, I'm just going to say fans, looking at them now. You don't like yes. America, you don't want to stand for the American flag, go play in Canada somewhere. That's exactly how they're going to look at it. And if he go True to Canada, story. he'll never get back to the league. True no, story. If he, he goes to Canada, he would never, it, it's over. Like, he, would never, he would never come back. Now, granted, he gonna go to Canada and play for about twenty years, but he would never. I mean, think about it, man. The Dolphins signed Jay Cutler, who was getting ready to broadcast like next week. <laughs> this man. I mean, hey, 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 they just got to put it together. Because, I mean, if you look at the fans across the board, the fans can go pound for pound with anybody. But okay. I just don't like how they just give out money like that. Like, to me, well, Jay Cutler right now isn't worth $10 million. But let me ask you this. Well, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this real ahead. quick, guys. You know, NFL, no matter, no matter what your profession is, it's about relationships, right? So if I have a player, you know, I understand they're on the brink of retirement, but they know my system inside and out, and I don't have to teach it to them in a short amount of time, and I, and I probably need them to be my starting quarterback coming into play, it's a good signing from that perspective. Now, Devin, we Dolphin fans, talk to me. I echo that 100%. And the bottom line, don't get me wrong. If he had told my coach, no, I don't want to do it, yes, my next step will be cap because at least I have a package and the read option with him. I know he can run that. You know what I mean? But to have a quarterback like Takara said, to know your system inside out and you have a rapport, you know him, you know him real good, and you know his. And to me, he can get a better situation. He has way more talent and weapons around him in Miami than he ever did in Chicago. He I, can't, I can't Marshall. say that, though. 
I can't. He only had Brandon Marshall that, and, and Jeffries at the end, and they only played what two and, couple years together. And you had and Matt Forte. He had his best Matt year. Matt Forte is better than any running back at that time in the Dolphins' house on their roster. What's up? We with got that young backs. We got young backs though. Yeah, y'all have young backs now. But my point in saying is, if you look at the team that he had in Chicago, he had two good receivers. They had Bennett at tight end, and they had a good back. This, if you look at the Dolphins across the board, it's similar. We have three receivers, though. We have three receivers. You have two and a tight end. No, who's the possible? Who's the possible? The possible is the young boy from Louisville. He hasn't showed up yet. We know what Parker's going to do. We know what Parker's <laughs> going to do. Listen, he hasn't. Until he showed me, I like Landry. And to be honest with you, I don't even know the kid name. Number 19 or 18, that kid, he's gaming. Still, like, he's talking about Grant. He's talking about uh, Grant. I've Grant. Grant other, other kids. Listen, I, until Parker showed me something, he's a possible. Because he could possibly be one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. Because the kid got I agree. He'll show you this year. And then I when you bring so in a veteran, too. when you bring in a veteran at the tight end spot like uh, Thomas, it's like you got to pick your poison. Yeah. You got we got a lot of But that's not y'all problem, though. We all know what y'all problem is. with the same problem he had in Chicago. <laughs> but when Tannehill was protected, Todd, now, it be real. When Tannehill was protected, he got that ball out. We made it to the playoffs this year. Now, you know, we haven't been making it to nobody's playoffs. We got there this year. And he so happened to get hurt because, like, like we stated last week and weeks before, we probably was on the way to upset Pittsburgh. Real talk. I believe it, but I believe I believe that with a better offensive line, y'all give y'all give New England a run for their money. Because the thing is, y'all play y'all play defense. Y'all have yes. a, a solid y'all have a very solid defense. I mean, once again, if you look at the front four, it ain't too many that's better in the league. That's what I'm saying. Like the Dolphins on paper can beat anybody. It's just about putting it together. If we they, they decide to put it together, the day the NFL is in trouble. Delvin, because I think, I think nobody... you got to tell, tell Tart what, what, what our record going to be this year and what we're doing in our division. Because, see, he don't know. I understand. But I think you got to put it out there and let him know, man. Well, before I tell him that, it's an email. <laughs> Check your email, Todd. Check your email. Because <laughs> I think the NFL in trouble, bro. I think they're in trouble, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I believe it, man. I believe it. Like, I'm not a Tom Brady fan at all. I can't wait for somebody to beat the brakes out of this man. Like, <laughs> I'm definitely too. not a Tom Brady fan. And like I said, I don't have – I didn't have a favorite NFL team, but let me tell you why I'm going to pick this team I'm going to pick, and y'all going to be mad. Lord but, mercy. I am a Florida State fan, and I like Jameis Winston, man. So I gotta go with Tampa Bay. It, it, it's Tampa Bay, so you okay? So you, Ryan, you we see you out for this week. We see you first week. I, and listen, <laughs> you, get, you you best to believe I'm gonna be there. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Takara, Takara, here I go again. What's today's date? Hey, today's date is. Hold on, let me get it for you because we're gonna mark this. It's Wednesday, August 9th, 808. Boom, boom. 808, boom. Hey, hit Todd with the boom real quick. He ain't ready. Listen, man. My friends, we go smoke cigars at the cigar bar. 
they moved away from me because all of them Dolphins fans, they won't even sit by me. We can't like, sit by you. Because, wow. I told them, because they, they don't even want me to go to the game with them. I say, well, if I go to the game, can I wear my famous Jameis jersey? They just got <laughs> silent and moved to the other section. I tried to move back. They moved away from me. So, listen, I'm losing all over. But like hey, I said, man. I love right. sitting and watch the game with you, man. Trust me. Hey, I will, I will watch the game with you with no problem. Listen, man, we'll have a good time too, man. Because you know what? As long as it's a good game, I don't mind. Exactly. Like, give, me a, give me a good football, basketball game. Man, we can sit and have a good time, man. Because that's but, all you want to see. But, Takar, you know, I want a lot of people to understand because this is this is how I'm, I'm predicting the season. Last year, week one, we almost – you know, almost don't count. Mm-hmm. Week one, we almost showed everybody off the rip against a Seattle team. Yes, sir. But we did. We started bad, and when we got that engine running, we showed people what we can possibly do. Yes, sir. Like Ty, like Ty just self-admittedly said, once we get it together, mm-hmm. the NFL is in trouble. Because we were one What they say the NFL stands for? Not for long. Yes, That's sir. Exactly what's gonna happen to a lot of teams. They they they're gonna see this might once we get this ball rolling, man, which I know. I've been to all these practices, man. And when I say cut look there yesterday, listen. I heard listen. he missed a beat. Now you you start live in the person, so you tell me. Tyler's not a believer yet. We're gonna bring him on. I no, heard Mr. Cutler didn't miss a beat. You witnessed listen. it. Listen. And I trust the you. The long opinion. the long ball. Ways okay. we you know Tanny was still learning to throw the long, trying to master the long deep ball. But but now we gotta throw. Listen, okay. listen, man. Them guys they have to break stride. Oh, this is let what me we tell need you to make. This is what we need right here. This is Loving what we it. need. Watch it. Let me tell you why I believe in Jay. I was in Den- my my. I spent two years in Denver with Jay when he okay. got drafted his first year, and then the second year with him and Brandon. Listen. Uh-huh. I believe in Jay. I know what Jay can do. I'm a firm believer that this man can throw the ball all across the field. All you got to do is protect him. If you protect him, right. you got to win on your hands, man. I, I guarantee that. It's just the Dolphins are shaky at doing that. Like, I don't know why. That goes back to, to me talking about the Gators. Like, I don't know why we can't get quasi linemen down here. Like every week, every year, it's the same thing with the Dolphins. We have good, a decent quarterback, good weapons around them, but no protection. Cause you got between uh, eight, the the guy you got running back there now, and the person that to me is the X factor is Kenyon Drake. Yes, like, sir. Nobody ever talk, talk about him, but this kid can play receiver, running back, kick return. This kid is y'all got weapons all over the board, man. I, but I, let me ask I, you I, this: you, you you just said a, a mouthful again. You was right. That's the past. But don't, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't the last two the last two seasons have shown we have Tannehill first came out first four years the most one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. The last two years, not so fast. You know, it's not that. It's not that. But that, that was a cheap. He didn't. He didn't get sacked. That was a late hit from the the, um, the Cardinals. Um, your boy, man. That was a late hit to the leg. But the yeah. ball but was what gone. I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, yeah, it was a late hit to the leg. That too. But what I'm saying is, 
if you think about the playoff game, no matter who y'all had back there, the Steelers was coming. Like, nah. Even, even when, a healthy Tannehill, a healthy Tannehill will lose yeah. a lot of that. He gets away from that. But, Matt Moore, that he's a sitting duck. He'll pocket. He'll that pocket. Was yeah, he not. Yeah, coming. man, that's, more that's why we want to get a starting quarterback because clearly he's he's a backup, and that's fine. Well, yeah, yeah. Matt Moore is pretty terrible. We're gonna put that. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, Matt Moore, man. I used to pull for him, but he showed me. It was a play that one play that one play against Pittsburgh. He showed me like, nah, I ain't with this. I can't do it. <laughs> so hey, let let me ask you guys this because we is is about Miami Dolphins. Megatron has been spending time with the Dolphins receiver, and we we um Megatron's in Detroit is Sean Jefferson, who is now the wide receiver coach for the Dolphins. You know, listen to have that guy come into your practices and work with your receivers. That means a lot, and I hope those guys are sucking up that info because now, like you said, Delvin, we got a gunslinger back there. And um, if anybody's going to give him the ball, he's going to get him the ball. So tell me your thoughts on that. Megatron working with our receivers, just just coming in working with him, not even being like well, a consultant of the team, but that's that's huge in my opinion. Well, well, check this out. That's just like, you know, I'm going to give up credit to our, our talk show right now. Three great minds. <laughs> you put good <laughs> minds together. You can you can you can do some things, man. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know it, and and and, and by Todd going to the league, he know it. Carl, I know you know it. Yes, you 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 get around some good talent, and everybody feeling feeling themselves and feeling like this is it. And a whole atmosphere change where you got everybody got bounce in their step. Whether you win or not, you gonna feel good going into these games. You gonna feel like your chance is way greater than they are less. Right. Yep. When everybody's on, when you just can look around and see the energy from everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, and honestly, that's what I've been seeing lately at the practices. I haven't seen what I'm seeing lately. The stand, when you, it's just like you can feel it. It's like even even thanks to Mr. Ross, how he's he's taking care of the fans out there. We not even hot anymore. He's built. <laughs> he's built a canopy over the stands. We got fans blowing up over the fans. It's it's beautiful now. You can just feel it. You sit there and enjoy a practice with these guys running around, having fun out there. And everybody knows that's where it starts at when you're having fun. Yep, that's exactly where it starts. And just like you said, man, it's time. Like it's listen. Oh yeah, the Miami came in. They won the championship. The Marlins came and won the championship. The Hurricanes have won a couple. It's time the for the heat. Dolphins, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's it's about that time that the Dolphins make some noise. Like it's about that time because it's been years and years in the making, and finally, I can honestly say, with uh, a very open mind to this being true, that the Dolphins have a chance, man. Like, people always, people want to talk about Tom Brady and, you know, Belichick and what they have going on. All the Dolphins have to do, if you do Tony King, listen, everything else is smooth selling. I don't see Absolutely. in the East that's, I mean, close. AFC, I don't think they're even close. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't really see too many teams like that. Like, the competition is, is to me, you Come on now, you got teams like Cleveland. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> those teams, you, you know what my coach always told me? If you win the games you're supposed to and win the few that you're not, that's a good season. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Like, 
this season. The Dolphins supposed to beat the Jets. The Dolphins supposed to beat Buffalo. Yeah. If you beat Can't. if you beat New England, that, I mean you play those teams two times a year. If you Good beat God. New England. Hey, Delvin already listen. Did Ty, he just echo? Did he echo anything? Yes, sir. <laughs> Delvin already said that we sweeping the Pats this year. It's a done deal. I'm telling we're you. What we was going eleven and four, eleven and five, or twelve yes. and four? One of the two. I said eleven and four at Todd. What I told her is, I told her exactly what you just said. I say, now this is the year we sweep the. If we sweep the Patriots, if we it's automatic. That's the yeah, sign right. that we've done it. Yes. That's the sign right there. Because, like you said, if we can beat the Patriots, that means we win in the games that we're supposed to win, and then beat yep. the games that we shouldn't win by beating the Patriots twice. That's the sign right there. Like they they here. Yeah, well, you slay the Giants. Yes. You slay the Giants and the so-called Giant. You you show enough making some noise in the end. Yeah. Tomorrow they they take off preseason. Of course, you're not gonna see too many other starters because you do have people trying to make rosters out there. That's no problem. But you know, first preseason game is tomorrow at seven against the Atlanta Falcons. But you know, it's excitement in the air for these fans down here in South Florida. It's, you know, we about to turn a lot of people into believers, man. A lot. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be a fun part, too, because, like I say, to be out there and, and you looking in your little roster book to see who, what number is this guy, and guys out there making plays. I realized the other day we have a UM receiver and Rashawn Scott out there making catches unbelievable. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot. We got – oh, my God, this guy – oh, my – it's it's, cr- it's crazy. So if these guys are going to be back on – that's what I'm waiting to see. These fourth and third uh, – these fourth and fifth – Depth uh, chart depth, you know, just dip on the depth chart. I want to see yeah. what they're going to do, man. I really want to yeah. see what they're going to do. Yeah. And, and, and how, they released the first depth chart. Right yeah. And they did release the first depth chart. Now, tell me your feelings on McMillan being our starting linebacker. That that was because it was released on the first depth chart. He was listed as the starting linebacker. And the last time I told you to call, I, when I saw this guy run it, like he said, Drake is a – is a is a big time weapon we have, and when I saw this guy running almost side to side with Drake, I'm like, who the hell? Who, excuse my language, who the heck is that? Give it to him, give it to him, cause they need. To and then when him. I realize, I look at, him, I'm like, that's great. That's the linebacker running like that, man. Are you serious? So my thing is, let's put the pants on and let's get in game. I want to see him in the game running like that, hitting somebody. <laughs> Me too, yeah, because you, know, you... you see a lot of practice people. I mean, I don't like a practice player. I like a Sunday player. Hey, that's what it is. You know, we, again, you know, like Ty said earlier, it's time for Miami. And Delvin, you already stated that, you know, we, we, we slaying the Pats. We're going to give it to them however we're going to give it to them. I don't care we win by one point. As long as we come out with the dub, I'm I'm totally good with that. And, and, yeah, you know, it's time. Hey, the fans are hungry. The people are hungry. We we got a new stadium. You just had the All Star Game down in Miami, um, at the Marlins Stadium, and you just had a, a soccer event that was really huge at Hard Rock Stadium, which is where the Dolphins play. So it's nothing but great opportunities coming into that stadium. So every Sunday we got to give the fans what they want, not only at home but on the road too. I want us to be spoilers. We need to go first yeah. of all. You take care of home. That's that's bottom line. In any sport, you take care of home. You know, and you, yep. you, you get on that road and do a little some some. You know, you you got a different ball game. It's just about waking people up and um, you know, feeling the thunder. But at the end of the day, 
the Cutler signing, like I said, it, it, it comes back to relationships. When a coach feels comfortable and, and the quarterback is so very vital, and Todd did say, too, that he respects Jay because he played with him. So, you know, that's some insight. You know what I'm saying? And if he knows what this guy's capable of doing and that guy's still able to do that, and what Todd stated was as long as he's protected, it will happen. I'm loving that. Yeah. That's all y'all need. Like I said, man, it's just a exciting time. First of all, football back. But like it's so much it's so much hope. Let me tell you something. I hope the game be the Dolphins and the Cowboys. <laughs> I, if, if it's like that, I'm going for the Dolphins one hundred percent. I go buy me a Landry jersey, a Jay Cutler jersey, to go get some Dolphins shoes. I, I the Cowboys I don't like. <laughs> I really don't like the Cowboys. Between them, that will be the biggest Tom Super Bowl in years. That'll be one of the biggest Super Bowls in a long time because we hey, listen, we oh man we owe them in the Cowboys, Super Bowl listen, too. But but can the cow? My question to you guys: Can the Cowboys make it there? Because I I've seen them year in year out. They talk all this back, and they already talked that they won last week in the Hall of Fame game, twenty to eighteen over the Cards. And the first thing they scream out, they mouth, y'all already know, Super Bowl team. Come on. Y'all been saying this for how long? And y'all ain't get past the first round of the playoffs. I'm I'm just a bit confused. I need to understand. Why do they say these things? Because, because they have hope. They have, they have Dak. You know, they have the great Dak Prescott. I mean, I don't but know. They just, they just got him. What about prior to that? Because they see that it was all about Romo prior to that, but Romo couldn't win the big game. Man, that was the biggest fraud fans in the in the nation. Because <laughs> <laughs> they already know, man. It's like when you put when you put all that stuff together, man. Dallas had the best team on paper, but they're another team that can't put it together. Like you have all the weapons in the world. You have a solid defense, but you just can't put it together. I mean, that's the case for a lot of teams. But like you said, Dallas has been good for at least the past six, seven years. They've been Super Bowl contenders, but just can't win. Yeah. I mean, you just can't win. And and the thing is, they talk so much junk from the owner to the fans. They're the one like – in that time period, they'd have won six Super Bowls in a row. Exactly, exactly. They can't even get out the first round, let alone win a damn Super a damn Super Bowl. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's why. I think. Now Dallas, now between between Pittsburgh fans, the Dolphins, and Dallas, Dallas got the cockiest fans in the world. Like, I don't care what their record is, they go yeah. to the Super Bowl regardless. Yes, 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 Dallas, yes. Dallas could have went two and and thirteen last year. <laughs> they going to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I don't care who. Now, now the Dolphins, the Dolphins are humble. The Dolphins will be like, you know what? Let's just get to the playoffs. See, that's a reachable goal. <laughs> Cowboys, right. no, not so much. They like, yeah, we going to the Super Bowl again. We only won one game, but we going to the Super Bowl. Then they come back, go eight and eight, nine. 
the whole <laughs> world is on edge because they eight and eight and going to the playoffs, and they're gonna lose. Um, you know, the, the Cowboy fans are a bit delusional. You know, I I mess with them. You know, I I, I do when I when I when I get with them and we get in conversations. I do mess with them. You know, listen in the nineties. And I tell them the reason why y'all want y'all had them Florida boys on your team. This is fact. This is fact. You had, yeah, you had Michael Irvin, you him. You had Florida, and you had Mr. <laughs> Sanders from FSU. So you had them Florida yeah. boys on your team now. And then you know, hey, listen, it is what it is. And you had you had a couple cokeheads on there too, so they was real hyper. Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> cocaine cowboys, baby. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, and I mess with them. Yeah, I, I I definitely mess with them with that. But you know, they give it to me, and especially when when we played them last year, and they beat us. You know, they went to work on me because that's what they do. That's just what they do. Those are typical cowboy fans. But you know, nah, it is it is what it is. They are the Dolphin dolphin fans. They they undercover the Trust me. For the most part. Yeah. I had crazy. never seen I didn't even know I didn't even know South Florida had so many Dallas fans. I was like, damn. All right, when all y'all became Cowboys fans. Yeah, explain to me how they how how do you become a Cowboy fan? Is it because you know, Jimmy Johnson came there? Because he was at UM. So we gon we're gonna keep it raw now. We're gonna keep it blood raw. Is it because he was at UM? And again, he bought the Florida scheme to Texas. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused because it be girls to me that don't know a damn thing about sports, but you're a Cowboy fan. Well, they just go with the guys. <laughs> I, I'm going to keep it gangster I mean, with you. They just go with the guys. Yeah, man, man, damn, there's Bryant, those black suckers. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, you got to think, man. For me, my my team growing up, Probably because of Jerry Rice was the 49ers. And that's only because I like Jerry Rice. But as soon as he left, I didn't like him no more. But <laughs> my my thing is, I had a legit reason. You ask the Cowboys fans why they don't like the Cow, why they like the Cowboys. First thing they say is, I don't like the Dolphins. Exactly. So you got to pass like 3,000 other teams to get to Dallas, and you just don't like the Dolphins. Yeah, they started oh, liking them when they was winning. They, you know, they like them when they was winning Super Bowls. You, you know how that goes. So, you know, people want to yeah. associate themselves with winners. They don't want to work for nothing. They just want to jump on people winning right away, and that's when they jumped on. Because I can guarantee you, they wasn't fans when the people went one and fifteen. That's for sure. Because they did go one and fifteen prior to winning the Super Bowl before they All had right, the team. <laughs> and, and, and they would never. And, and I guarantee. That they not like, yeah, we the Cowboy fans. Let me tell you though, too, Cowboy fans, boy, they give up. They they'll drop, they'll jump the bandwagon real quick too. <laughs> like they start lose, they lose one game, oh the season over. Oh, it's it's the worst season in history. I'm like, bro, they only lost one game. Like, <laughs> to live a little. And, and but, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys this. You know, this is how I know you got a lot of Cowboy fans that's undercover Dolphin fans. This is what was said, and it's by several people. It's not just by one individual. I've seen this by several people. If the Miami Dolphins sign Colin Kaepernick, I will become a Miami Dolphin fan. Tell me that's not yeah. an undercover Dolphin fan. Of course. But, you know, that's, that's a 
different reasons. But, yeah, most people are undercover Dolphin fans because I'm going to say this live on air. I'm an undercover Dolphin fan. Like, <laughs> I ain't even, even going to lie to you. Like, I, I hate to see them win, but I hate to see them lose. So I'd be like, dang, man, what could have made that field goal? Like, this year in the playoffs, I was rooting for the Dolphins because I felt like it's time. Like, I feel like people like my grandma. My grandma is a diehard Miami Dolphin, Dolphin socks. She got arthritis, her little dolphin arthritis slipper shoes. Like, it's time for her to see the dolphins do something. It's time for her to <laughs> to, to, to say, you know what? I'm making be at peace now because the dolphin won. Whereas, <laughs> you're going to be in the bed, in hospice, like, damn, the dolphin still ain't winning yet. <laughs> like, out of 90, 90 years on earth, you know, and this, and this, and we joke about it because it just so happened that my very first NFL game was against the Dolphins when I played in Denver, and we played, and I played here. So I had the opportunity for my family to see me, but believe it or not, them suckers were rooting against me. I'm like, wait a minute, man, we family. So uh, we'll be family after the game. I'm like, come on, man. Like my mama, my my mom is a twin, my my uncle Daryl, and they twins. So he he a Dolphin fan. Mama Dolphin fan, my grandma, like all of them people going against me. But after the game, y'all want to hug. We lost. You're in it. We lost to Jason Taylor them. But at the end of the day, that's going to show you how deep it is. You know, that's going to show you the loyalty that Dolphin fans have. And, and to be honest, it's, under, it's underestimated or uh, underrated the loyalty that the, the Miami Dolphin fans have for the Miami Dolphins. Like, all these other teams have these these fans that are being talked about, but nobody comes here and talk about y'all. Like, I feel like a Dolphin fan, you're a damn they get into a fight. You talk bad about the Dolphins. This is fact. And, <laughs> and it's like we don't get the respect down here that other teams do only because we're not winning. Yeah, true. That's it. Because if, if, if we win, if the Dolphins win and, and have a couple successful years back-to-back, Man, listen, we be on ESPN all the time, but because it's it's 50-50, you don't know which Dolphin team you're going to get. They don't show the respect or the love that they should. And and the crazy thing is, by Miami being such a big media market, it's not fair. True. You know why I tell people we're going to have our parade at when we win the Super Bowl, right? Where we going at? Where we going? (laughs) We're not going to be on Biscayne. Okay. We gonna we gonna shut down I ninety five, man. Okay. We hey, gonna we gonna be the first one to do it on I ninety five. Let's do it. From from Miami to West Palm. Let's do it. That thing <laughs> Then what y'all should do double back, take it down a turnpike, going back south. Hey. <laughs> right. Hey man, y'all have people sitting outside the back of their house. The oh, man. The Super Bowl. I guarantee the time fight could be free for the rest of that yeah. year. <laughs> Tell you, man, that'd be listen. We're gonna That'll help, man. I'm talking about. I'm just thinking about the benefits. So I'm a damn sure root for the Dolphins. Not <laughs> now that I think about it like that. Hey, Might get my free time passes. Keep it one hundred. I told you I'm a low key. I told you I'm a low key Dolphin fan. There it is. I ain't even go. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm just going to call it, you know, it is what it is. And I don't, I never hated the Dolphins. I never in my life said, man, I hate the Dolphins. Like, I just. Well, Ty, 
this the year we make grandma proud, bro. <laughs> Watch it out there. This the year, man. Y'all better, man, because if she was listening to this, she probably over there hitting flips in her wheelchair because she would never hear me say that to her face. <laughs> so if she, didn't hear it, if she didn't hear it live on air, I'm not saying it to her. <laughs> hey, Sakara. You know I'm going to send a recording to her straight up. What, what's the day? Hey, today. I promise you I hope. <laughs> hey, today is August 9th. August 9th. And it's it, man. You said it already. August yeah, 9th. I sure hope my grandma phone off that day. If you send it to her today, she might get it. But if you send it to her tomorrow, that phone may mistakenly to get stolen hey. and come back with all her everything <laughs> But nah, yeah, like you said, man, I just like with sports now for me, I just want to see good games, man. Just make it interesting. Just make it yeah. back the way it used to be. Like, like I, the Dolphins should come in nothing but second if they can't beat the Patriots because they should never lose to Buffalo and they should never lose to the Jets, especially the Jets. So, <laughs> Boy, y'all, you know, y'all are the Jets only thing. <laughs> Yeah, man, because like, like, like uh, Buddy said, man, who's, who's the quarterback on the Jets? Like, we don't I have even no know. Clue. Like, it is just the kid, <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, man, that's like we, back to what we talked about. That's a game that the Dolphins should win. You win the games that you should win. Let's just say they beat both teams, right? All four and zero already. Let's say you beat the Patriots once, right? Right. Uh-huh. So now you go through the rest of the season. You just win the games you win. At best, you win four games. You ten and oh, not even counting the other games. See, those are things that when you look at it going into the season, that's what the coaches factor in. Like, if you win the games that you're supposed to win, think about it. Ten games will get you in the playoffs in the AFC right now. Ten games. Ten games will get you in because you have other divisions like Baltimore's division. You have Cincinnati. You have Baltimore. You have Cleveland. And who else? Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland. And Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Now, out of that division, out of that division, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh may do what they do. Baltimore, you never know. Cleveland, yeah, right. And the only <laughs> other team, and hold on, hold on. And the only other team that may that may do anything may be Andy Dalton and um, the Bengals and Cincinnati. So, if y'all play any of those teams, I like y'all to beat. Cincinnati. You say I like y'all to beat Cleveland for sure. Pittsburgh, you know, that'll be up in the air. But I like y'all to beat Baltimore, and I like y'all to beat Cincinnati. So, if you just go by those games alone, y'all going to the playoffs. Because if you look at the other AFC division, who else is left? Facts. I mean, who else is left? I mean, Delvin, you you already said. Listen, you already stated we going eleven and four in this thing, man. And you know, listen, I'm with you one hundred percent. 100%. We opened the season on um, September 10th against the Buccaneers, which is against Ty's man, Mr. Winston. Then after that, we faced the Chargers. Right after that, we got the Jets. So when we faced the Jets, what I'm hearing from both of you guys is that a, that's a guaranteed victory. That sounds like 3-0 and to me. Okay, so then me, let, me, yes. let me keep rolling with it. After that, on October 1st, we got the Saints. Then we face the Titans. 
Then we have the Falcons again, who are who we are going to play um, tomorrow in our preseason game, but we have them on October 15th. Come back around, we got the Jets again. All right? Stop it right there. Stop it right there. Okay. How many games right are you there. right there? That's one, that, two, how many games? Four, five, six, seven. That's seven games. That's seven games so far. Honestly, I see five and two. Okay. At work. Right. Who, who, okay. With five and two, who are your two losses? I give, you need me to write give, down the opponents? I, I can already see the tough games right now is going to be you got Adrian Peterson at the Saints, and then you got a, a team just came out of the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Them the two, the two tough, as far as you talk about. Now, Tennessee, they beat us last year, but I feel we owe them one. So, okay. Yeah, I feel that way, too. I'm going to be honest. I think y'all can beat the Saints because y'all can stop the run. And we play the Saints at home. You know, I'm think, you know I'm I just think, you know I'm just I'm just giving up because you know just that might not be the game I lose, but that's just one. Of the, you know, I said what four. So yeah, that's just going. It's not going to be but two more games. So, and I see we losing. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm, now, I'm gonna keep it right point, now. Okay. From that point on, yeah, there you go. From that point on, now what we got? All right, we got the Ravens on October 26th. Then you got the Raiders. Then we have the Panthers, and then we have the Patriots. Mm. After the Patriots, we got yeah. the Broncos. So I'm gonna stop at the Broncos. Mm. So I'm gonna run back this list real quick: Ravens, Raiders, Panthers, Patriots, then Broncos. Mm. That's I feel a shootout with the Raiders. I feel a shootout with the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good they, one. They, 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 they doing anything too. Oh, well, Baltimore to the me, they don't have no offense. I don't see no offense in Baltimore. I don't see no receivers. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see that right now. True. I agree. Unless, you know, what, about, somebody what about Carolina? Carolina, they they still iffy. Cam coming off a shoulder surgery, right? Elbow or shoulder or something. So, you know, let's see if he's going to get back right, you know. Cam don't want to listen I, I to like the coaches that. and stay in the pocket. He want to he wanna scramble and right. that means you're going to get hit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like, I like y'all. Beat, yeah, I like y'all to beat them too. Okay. Yeah. And so far, the Raiders the only issue. You already told. I told you about the you Patriots. You already told we beat so. the Patriots. So I ain't even worried about them. You got the Broncos after them. All right. So they don't you, have a quarterback. I like beat them too. I like y'all. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Don't, I don't all think right. they have a quarterback. They got that guy Simi. He, he did all right, but he got to show me this year. Okay. Yeah. And then, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And then our last four games, we got Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, Bills. Well, I'm out of line, well, You man. already said we 4 no, baby. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm out of line. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, with that schedule, honestly, this, this, as a football fan, realistically, that's a playoff schedule for y'all. Okay. If, yeah. if y'all just do what y'all have to do, that's a playoff schedule. Don't let me put my, talk- my super-duper dolphin hat on right now, because you know what I would say. <laughs> hey, you ain't going to undefeat him, right? <laughs> hey, 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 you want me you want me, you want me, you want me, can I give you a nugget? Can I give hey. you a nugget? Yeah. Yes. 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 17-0. Yes. Seven, we lost number 17 to start the season. I'm just hey. saying. Hey, you giving it to him like that? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, hey. you know. I got a nugget to end the show that's gonna scare everybody, even myself. I should well, put you, it out right now, but but hey, you I already right have it out there. You know that. Well, 
the other nugget, man, like I say, if this not back to this Mayweather thing, man, somebody already lost their undefeated career record. I know y'all saw it over the weekend. Usain Bolt went down. Facts, he went down. The reigning champ went down. This is a fact. Yes, Usain yeah, went down. down, man. And did he you did. hear what he said? Did you hear what he said before the run? <sighs> he said that <sighs> his his mother or someone was telling him that since he's retiring, he has to win because he if he lose, that will blemish all the stuff he did. And he said he cannot, he cannot retire. Uh, he will not retire with a loss. Right. With, with I say, don't I start mean, this. Don't start this, you say. Not right now. Not right now. Not at this pivotal time okay. in life right now. So that's Listen, one man. nugget I was going to drop on, on on the fight fans, even though I know I'm, I'm a big Mayweather fan. No, this he guy, can't do it to us. This guy. The real envy. I had never seen nothing like this man ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like exactly. this man, this man running is like once in a lifetime. We may see another possible, but this man's like six four, and runs like the wind. Like, yep. let me tell you something, man. In the Junior Olympics, and I and I made sure I saved it so I can get the ages right. Now at at thirty seven. There's nowhere in heaven I could run the 13 anything in the 100. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, a, a nine year old girl, a girl, nine years old, run a 13 3, right? Wow. 13 30. I seen wow. a 10 year old girl run a 12 75. Listen, I, man, ain't nowhere in heaven that, man, just, wow. a, just a picture. What Usain Bolt can do, how fast this man runs, and everything that this man has going on, and the dominance that he helped his country gain over the United States in track, I, there's no way that this man is going out with a loss. I just don't believe it. <laughs> he's going to run somewhere, and he's going to beat Gatlin, and he's going to say, I'm done. <laughs> because it's like, what? But it's over with. For me already, that your that blemish once you lose that that goose egg, is over. You can't go back and you, you can't erase that. You cannot erase that blemish. You can come and beat me five hundred more times now. I, it's over. I've done no. what no one else. I've done what no one else could do. I'm finished. So I don't care if you beat me now. So so does that mean that the USA is back? I think so. Well, that Coleman, that Coleman kid is rolling. Yeah, that Coleman kid is is, is blazing, man. That kid is fast. That's what that's that what got really me. Fast. But you saying not only to lose, he lost to two people. He he finished third. Woo. Yeah, he finished third. That Coleman kid ran a four one in the forty. Right. Four one. Yeah. Four one. Man, you gotta be four one. You gotta be. Listen, that's 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 be honest. <laughs> they showed it. They showed it. Thank you for giving Florida State the credit when it's due. <laughs> hey, listen. Thank listen. you. <laughs> one thing. One thing about me, man. I I think I'm just a realist because Dion is nobody. It'll never be another prime time. True. I agree. True. It will never that's be not. another prime time. I, I can go to other players that just that's that that player. You know. And that's, that's not right. even coming from 
a Florida State fan. That is coming from a football fan. Yes. Like, absolutely, man. Dion, Dion was a, a man. Listen, man. The only person I feel like if you go pound for pound, that's the only thing we got on you. And pound for pound, you don't kill us and everything. Like, oh, yeah. Every y'all, but, we can't But y'all can't have compete. that on everybody. Y'all have that on every college in the nation when it comes to Dion. There's nobody that ever that, played that position. Like Dion. The, the one person I wish, and God bless his soul, man, I wish we could have got the pleasure of seeing him more is Sean Taylor. Exactly. It was a pleasure the little bit of time we got to watch this young man play. This young man played like, listen, man, as a receiver, I'm not going across the middle. You can throw me a hit <laughs> on the outside, but this man was a natural born killer. I mean, yeah. he coming downhill with one purpose. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we kneeling, we kneeling. You might can watch this on YouTube. In Denver, we kneeling the ball to end the game. This man wow. came from his safety spot and hit our offensive lineman like he had the ball. <laughs> man, that's when I knew this man was nuts. I said, man, this man crazy, man. <laughs> You want me to try to block this man coming down full <laughs> speed? Man, listen, John, if you could hit me now, I would have cut you so hard. Look, I promise you, you would have flipped. But I guarantee one thing, I wasn't going to hit your head on. Boy, <laughs> I, you got to give credit what credit is due, and that young man had it. Oh, I yeah. Give him that. Oh, yeah. That young man had that. And, that is, I, and you want me, and, and see, that's the part of being a, a U fan. Can you, you say Sean Taylor? And we, as you fan, we wonder who were better, him or Ed Reed. Hmm. I, I mean, as a playmaker, Ed Reed was better. I mean, they to me, they give Troy Palomalo way too much credit because, oh yeah, in my in my opinion, Ed Reed is possibly the best safety to ever play football. Yeah, man. yeah. well, you, you say you were thirty seven. You say you was 37, but, I, you know, I, I'm a couple years, I think, older, and I recall an old guy out of your team, San Fran, Ronnie Lott, who would just kill mm-hmm. you if you even thought about catching the ball. He that? would, man. He would, he would kill you, but he had – there's not one safety I've ever seen with the playmaking ability of Ed Reed, though, man. This man oh, yeah. was everywhere. This man going to block a punt in one game. He'll catch a punt in another game. Like, he going to – Sack the quarterback, intercept the ball. Like there's nothing you probably could have put him at receiver. Like there's yeah, nothing this little Perry told little sucker couldn't do. <laughs> like this man was like man, Ed Reed was 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 good man. Like you can't take nothing away from this guy. Like even like I said, with being a Florida State fan, you have to give credit where credit is due. And he to me, in my eyes, in my personal opinion. It's probably the best safety to play to play football, man. This man did it all. Like, it's nothing that Ed Reed couldn't do. It's nothing that Ed Reed, man, I don't know. I just, it's, it's like one of those He's a bad boy. He's definitely a bad boy. That's why I had to put him in that. He's definitely a bad boy. It is, man. That's why I get, like, it's a good feeling talking about him, man, because he's one of those those good guys. Like, I know Ed Reed deserve everything he got because he is one of those good guys. Like he is one of those people that that deserves it. He is one of those people that, that work hard. Yeah, right. he's, a, he's a great player, man. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, you, you run into people that are not so good people, but 
you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, the one thing about it, about having the opportunity to play professional football, you know, at the end of the day, it's a blessing that that you get to do what you do. But you also meet some good people, man, some good people that the, the average person would never hear of. And it's sad because they might not have been a bigger name or a bigger face. But, man, the connections I was able to make, man, it's just a blessing just to just – to, to to say I actually played with those guys on the same field with those guys, man, that my kids and, and everybody look up to. I remember I told my son, yeah, I played football with Sutton, so he was like, so you didn't start. Damn, dog. That's what you got to say about your daddy? <laughs> like, right. I see how this conversation finna go. So, you know, just to, just to look at it that way, man, and, and just to see everything for what it's worth. And, like, I remember – you know, looking at on Facebook and watching Takara going to Texas and them Hall of Fame, that made me feel good because I know Takara and I know the hard work and the dedication. I actually seen it with my own eyes that when she was a freshman, she didn't belong at BA. We all knew that she was too good. <laughs> and, 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 it's just, and like you said, it's Coach it's James, you say that boy, she'll cut you out. <laughs> and, I, and I love Coach James to death. But it's facts, just like you said. We knew you wasn't supposed to be there. Because, for one, you was better than half of the damn boys on the team. So, <laughs> I know you, you got to where you, were, where you were supposed to be because it was your time. Like, you did your time. You put in the work for you to get there. And a lot of people can understand that. And that's why you have so many people that are on your corner, that's in your corner, and support a lot of things that you do because we know the hard work that you put behind it. But we know the hard work that you're going to put behind everything you do. So, you know, just to come across people like that, man, is we don't – a lot of those relationships, we don't take for what we should. And I think by us being on this radio today is a stepping stone for all of us because, sure. to be honest with you, and I don't know if the car knows this, but I'm a shy person. I really don't even – first of all, when I went to college, they made me not even talk because my Florida tango was so bad. <laughs> I just nod my head and just agree with everything they said. It was like I was afraid to to speak my mind, man. But to be on here with you two, you know, and to have a great conversation while we're talking about something that we all love, man, it's just a blessing. It is. Oh, yeah. You ain't never lie when you said that. That's for sure, man. Never lie. Yeah. And we I'm all are pretty much blessing. educated in this thing. You know, I met Delvin. I mean, we live next door to each other, like right up the street. So, you know, I kind of grew up with him, and he actually had me playing baseball for the first time. I've never played baseball before, but my first year playing, made the all-star team. Like, all right, you know, <laughs> we used to play football like, on the street. Yeah, like you said, man, seeing her as a little girl growing up, it was like, to me, because I had a little brother that she played baseball with, and I'm saying to myself, like, Man, it's like having two little brothers. She, she, when she got on the team, she's better than the boys. Like you say, it's like this is dope to have this girl here playing with us, and it like it exposed her. And I knew right then, to call her honest, I was like, I told my mom, everybody knew that about you. She gonna make something. She gonna do it because she wanted. That girl got will. She's got will. Some of these boys gonna have, yeah, and that would hey. take you a long way when you got that will to want. For sure, man. You know what? I, I, and it's so weird because, you know, I grew up with a lot of my cousins. And, of course, they're guys. And these guys are like 6'2 and better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially from a basketball standpoint. 
these guys stand in line like six four, six six, six eight, mm-hmm. and you know, they would take me to the court with them and play with them. I couldn't help but learn to dribble that basketball because they were gonna block my shot, and they never let me right. shoot it. They didn't care who we was who. If I played against them, they did not let me get a shot off, and they wasn't playing with me. They was like, "You gonna create your shot," and that actually helped me. And you know, they sat me down, and we used to watch all these basketball games together. You know, I grew up watching Magic Johnson. That's how I learned how to pass the ball so well and see the floor, just by watching That's film right. on him every day. That's right. And, you know, my cousin Titus Scott, he played football. Titus was rough. <laughs> he was like a bully. So, you know, hey, oh, I was yeah. scared of him. So, hey, I learned how to be kind of fast so I can maneuver right. from him. So, everybody kind of contributed to to my athletic abilities. And, you know, I'm thankful for that because now, you know, I got the head coaching job at Cypress Bay. And, and I got a pretty good team. And, you know, I'm putting the pressure on myself to win it this year. And the bottom line, right. I, I want to win now. You know, it's why wait till right. later what you can do now. So, you know, I'm pushing those girls to, to get some things done. And I definitely appreciate both of you guys' perspective. But like I said, Tyler, Coach James, did you say that, boy? She'll go ham on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I already know. I don't want Coach James to kill me. So, if she listening, I'm sorry, Coach. I love you to death. <laughs> Hey, but I'm going to be real with you. I got the B.A. on the mishap. That's only because we moved to Fort Lauderdale for that one particular year, and then I moved back to Hollywood. So, you know, listen, I had to do what I had to do. I was not going to Dillard. Let's be very clear. I was not going to Dillard, so I went to B.A. instead because Dillard wanted me. Whether they want to admit it or not, I just chose something different, but, hey, they wanted me to come there. And I get it. I understand, but, um, nah. I knew where where home was from the jump. So, hey, I appreciate you guys on the show with me tonight. We will be back next week, Wednesday. Remember, the Dolphins do play tomorrow, so make sure you guys check that out. Delvin, Ty, appreciate you guys. Yes, no problem. Yes. And I promise you, I'm watching the Dolphin game. So when we so when we do this again, I'm gonna make sure I know my facts. About who is who, and <laughs> in that way, I can feel like I'm part of the conversation because I already feel like y'all are gonna leave me out. So <laughs> <laughs> now we, I'm, hey, bro, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to download uh, a res, uh, a roster. I'm going to get all that. So now I'll be all right. Hey, it sounds like we just recruited another Dolphin fan, Delvin. Welcome hey, aboard, man, uh, Welcome aboard, bro. Anything <laughs> is possible. There we go. <laughs> hey, you guys have a good night. And everybody that was listening, we truly appreciate it. And thank you guys. And we're out. See you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Have a good one. All right. All yes, right. Sir. God be the glory. Yes, sir. My clock up in the motherfucking sky Looking at the world like I ain't afraid to die Cause everything they told me What's a lie? Now I'm looking at my homies Like who gon' ride? Cause I ain't trying to have a fake nigga by my side Lord knows I'm just trying to make it out of the vibe I'ma keep that pistol on me when I come outside Just in case I gotta use it when they cross my line Hey, I say the fast lane got me buckled up I had to cut some niggas cause they want me shuffled up I can see right through these niggas when I'm keeping up on some drugs They plotting on my pockets cause they see me ruffled up I got my tits straight, working on my mixtape Niggas changing up just like my pockets on a rent day I remember that my mama broke as fuck on Wednesday I jumped up off the porch, now she got hundreds every rent day I swear to God, I put my grind in this shit I was supposed to be and make it, but it's time in this shit I had to cut some cancer off, they had me dying this shit When I say cancer, I mean people, they be lying this shit I say, I can't trust 
pussy nigga just like I can't trust the police. A cracker in a uniform, shooting like you know me. If you ain't struggle with me, then most likely you don't know me. A nigga from the bottom who just like to rap and blow trees. I put my Glock up in the motherfucking sky. Looking at the world like I ain't afraid to die. Cause everything they told me was a lie. Now I'm looking at my homies. Now who gon' ride? Cause I ain't trying to have a fake nigga by my side. Lord knows I'm just trying to make it out of the fire. I'm in Keith, I kept the lonely when I come outside. Just in case I gotta use it when they cross my line. Hey, nigga, my eyes low. Keeping on that Cosmo. Niggas hating on me cause my blood from Colorado. I can't smoke your shit because your shit don't get me hot though. Niggas shooting at me trying to make a nigga life go. Nigga, I'm rocking and packing up all my pistols. Bullet with no initials. Niggas be trying to ditch you. Niggas be trying to hit you. Same niggas who fucking with you. It's crazy they grew up with you. Now they turning against you. I understand cause it's the life I'm fucking raised to. Niggas changing up just like a pro nigga with pain do. I'm a different nigga. I see shit from different angles. Nigga run up on me, put him in the fuck strangle. Bitch, I'm in the field with my stripes like a bangle. I can tell you fake if you don't understand my lingo. I mean my lingo. I can't trust these people. I be paranoid. I keep a shooting like a free throw. I put my Glock up in the motherfucking sky. Looking at the world like I ain't afraid to die. Cause everything is on me. What's a lie? Now I'm looking at my homies. Now who gon' ride? Cause I ain't trying to have a fake nigga by my side. Lord knows I'm just trying to make it out of the fire. I'm a key that on me when I come outside. Just in case I gotta use it when they call my side. Fuck a nigga line. I got the beam on the fire. I got that thing at your eye. You wanna kill me, nigga? Try. Hey, don't crawl my line. Don't crawl.